637. That means it's time to check in with the Vancouver Suns' Vaughn Palmer. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Jill. And things are not going, uh, shall we say, smoothly with uh, our provincial government and some of the main unions. No, they're not, Jill, and and the trouble has arrived early, so they're only in the first few weeks of talks with a few of the many unions that have contracts that expire this year, and we've got notices already going from the BCGEU, which is the union that represents uh, more than 30,000 people who work for central government and its agencies, and it's telling its members uh, things are not going well, the talks are stalled, and it's telling members uh, you better prepare for the possibility of a strike. Now, the GEU is usually the first union to settle with government. It usually sets the standard for all the others. But, Jill, um, you know, already talking strike. Uh, contract expires next Thursday. Union saying, we're not going to take a strike vote till after the contract expires, but... This is all, as I said, the New Democrats, I don't think they saw this coming. I think they see the public sector unions as their friends, and they respect public sector workers, and they love public sector workers, and they've been increasing the size of the public service, and they're not the bad old liberals that gutted contracts and laid people off. So, hey, we're friends. Uh, Why can't we get a deal? Well, at the moment, they're a long way apart. And is it? Does it come down to money, or yes. <laughs> yes. in a word, yes? <laughs> they don't even say it's not about the money. They say it's about the money. So the union has said, "Look, we've got inflation uh, running at five percent in Canada, and our members need uh, to catch up. They need a contract that will make that will include cost of living allowance." The union, when asked, has said five percent. The other thing they've said is there's a chasm between that and the initial offer tabled by the government. Now, in order to preserve the confidentiality of the talks, the union has not said what the government offer is, Jill, but we can guess because about two weeks ago, the government increased the minimum wage in the province and they used a figure of 2.8% for inflation. Well, the union's saying, no, it's 5.1%. So that's a pretty big gap, especially when you extend that over the life of a contract. Ballpark number, the government says 1% for one year on, across the board in the public sector is about $311 million. So 5% over one year would be $1.5 billion. And over three years, the government usually wants a three-year deal, it'd be $9 billion. So you can see the amount of money here. Um, it's big. The other thing, Jill, is really important is we're seeing the unions coordinate in a way they've not done in the past. So usually what you'd get in the past is the GEU would settle and then the other unions would you know, do their thing and normally they would get roughly the same deal. You've seen in the last week... Uh, the BCGEU, the Hospital Employees Union, which is, represents 40,000 workers in the healthcare system, uh, Health Sciences Association, which represents a lot of professionals, the BCTF, which rarely gets along with the government at contract times. They've been running full-page ads saying, hey, um, you loved our workers during the pandemic. We know how essential they are. Uh, you're now going to have to compensate them and recognize that. 
because we're all facing real increases in cost of living. Inflation is with us in a way it has not been for decades. And and when we talk about the workers, and if we focus, say, uh, on the, the BCGEU, uh, I know you mentioned, so they're working out uh, who's essential, yeah. who isn't. So do we get an idea on, on who is and who isn't? Yeah, you know, that's another important thing. And that notice went out to uh, public servants yesterday, too, that the two sides have already started talking on essential services designations. So under B.C. labor law, if a, a big government service shuts down, and of course the entire public service goes on strike, the two sides have to agree on which services remain in operation, which ones are essential, and which ones are not, and how much staffing is necessary to maintain the essential services. So this is not a judgment call for the government. It's left with the labor relations board in bc and the board is guided by legislation and what the legislation says defines as essential is essential to prevent immediate and serious danger to health safety or welfare of the residents of bc so if we were talking hospital workers that would be an awful lot of people Government service, it would be damned inconvenient if uh, government offices closed and, and stopped working and so forth, but not all of those are essential. And the one that always comes up, of course, uh, is the liquor stores, right? Yes. And I realize there may be <laughs> listeners out there who think they're essential, but but that's often where... You know, you have to go way back to find a strike, but when you go back to finding a strike, one of the places that doesn't stay open because it's not considered essential are the liquor stores. Uh, The other thing is that's the main pressure point for the unions to put pressure on the government because the liquor stores are a cash cow for government. Government makes an awful lot of money off the liquor stores, and if they close, the revenue goes away. So, again, you're seeing as I say, very early maneuvering toward the brink. Now, unions put pressure on the employer to get a deal. And what we're seeing now is that kind of pressure being applied. The union is saying, we still want to get a contract by March 31st, which is, what, next Thursday. We won't call a strike vote until after that. Calling a strike vote doesn't mean we actually go on strike. It means the bargaining committee has the power to call a strike if it's not, the talks aren't going well. So there's still plenty of time to sort this out. But what you're really seeing here, Jill, is the union, this union, but aligned with the other ones, telling the New Democrats, you're going to have to get serious. That initial offer that the government tabled The government bargaining committee told the union, hey, this is the max we're allowed to offer. Well, the the unions are saying politely, BS. Uh, (laughs) Go away, get a better offer, come back to us and get real. And that's really a challenge, ultimately, to John Horgan and his cabinet. It's telling them that, hey, if you think you're going to breeze through these talks and through this year and get a bunch of contracts uh, without a lot of trouble... Uh, you better start getting real at the bargaining table because we're not going to sit around and wait and let you drag this out for months.
Right. So they have until March 31st to try and find some way to yeah. uh, to deal with the chasm uh, that uh, yeah. that has uh, that is between them. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, the union is saying, hey, we're not going to, I know Stephanie Smith was on with our colleague, Mike uh, Smith, yesterday and, and of the uh, GEU, and she said, I'm not going to give away the bargaining positions, right? We're, we're going to bargain in good faith, and we're still talking, but there have been enough hints dropped, and her use of the word chasm tells you they're far apart, the government hasn't gotten serious, uh, you know, they, uh, not this week, but week before last, the union negotiators told the government, hey, but we're putting the talks on hold. Go away. Come back with a better offer. Well, the government didn't come back with a better offer. So we're seeing a little, uh, what would we call it in this day and age, Jill, Brinks personship? I guess you'd <laughs> call it that. I think that's what we're seeing here. Uh, as I said, I don't think the New Democrats imagined that this thing was going to get this real this soon. No, uh, it seems that way for sure. Well, we'll have to wait to, and see what happens with that. Uh, Vaughn, before I let you go, I have sure. another very important question to ask yeah, you. Sure. Uh, do you play pickleball? <laughs> no. <laughs> Victoria is such a fascinating place. <laughs> the things that divide us here in the provincial capital um, are, are, are quite amazing. Uh, you would think we didn't have any other problems, uh, you know, but uh, usually BC, uh, Victoria municipalities are arguing about what to do with the deer that are eating our gardens uh, and things like that. But uh, it turns out that we have a pickleball crisis. Um, I'm wondering about residents getting up in arms about the enormous racket raised by pickleball players. Um, one can only imagine what the reaction was to all people driving around the legislature honking their horns in those protests. Yeah, but uh, apparently, yes, it's uh, too too loud. The city is getting rid of those pickleball lines from the courts, and the pickleball players are none too happy about that. No, I, I had to get somebody to explain to me what pickleball is. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my grasp of sports is... Uh, is a source of constant amusement to my colleagues. So uh, I didn't even know pickleball existed, so I had to get somebody to explain it to me. And by the way, do you know why it's called pickleball? No. No, neither do I. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure the listener knows and we'll hear about oh, it. Oh, well, yes, we'll have to get someone to, to let us know. It looks like fun, but yeah, people, I guess, don't like the noise from those paddles. Yeah. <sighs> All right, well, Vaughn, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.